morning, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of BBF Airlines, it is my pleasure to welcome you aboard Flight 777 with service to the City of Faith. Federal regulations require that carry-on items are stowed prior to closing the aircraft door. Your items may be placed in an overhead compartment or completely under the seat in front of you. Take a moment to review the safety instructions cards in your seat pocket. like to welcome our FaithFinder members today. More than ever, we'd like to thank you for choosing to fly with us. My name is Brittany Durfee and I will be one of the flight attendants serving you today. Have you ever felt out of balance from your purpose? Let me repeat that. Have you ever felt out of balance from your purpose, what you're supposed to do, what your assignment Perhaps we should start with a little less complex of a question. Have you ever been on an airplane? I'd say many of us, we've all flown at least maybe once or twice in our lives. If you've flown before, whether you're afraid of heights or not, there are usually what I would say are two gut-wrenching moments when you're in flight. The first, the first being the minutes it takes the pilot to gain the balance of the plane, to get it off the ground, leveled and aligned with gravity. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. We are now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return to your seats and keep your seatbelts fastened. Thank you. The second? The second is the one I'd say most of us pray never to encounter. It's that moment where you've already gained balance. You're off the ground, making your way to your destination. And the atmosphere shifts. The weather has changed. The winds have picked up and have caused the pilot to take precautionary measures. He's asked everyone to return to their seats and to fasten their seatbelts, including the flight attendants. He has to regain his footing whilst in the air, Did you know that everything from the amount of luggage to fuel and the placement of each of our seats is solely for the purpose of balance? Luckily, I'd say recently since I've been traveling so frequently, I haven't encountered the latter when it comes to the skies. However, I have encountered on many different occasions when it comes to my everyday balance. Perhaps you can relate. There's been a shift in a relationship a job, your health, your parents' health, your happiness, your joy, your peace. Balance has been what feels like an ongoing theme for me for the last several months, a theme where you could say, I've been trying to balance my balance. I've shared this with you guys a couple of times, so you're probably used to hearing me come on here and saying, hey, sorry that I didn't get that episode in, or Sorry that I'm feeling like this, or sorry that I sound like this. I'm, I'm kind of out of balance. My goal in this next season, not for only me, but also for you, is that we bask in our balance. What that means specifically is that we get so good at staying consistent on the path of light that it doesn't feel so impossible to get back to it when life happens. What your current life might look like now is that You're busting at the seams with birthday parties, showers, weddings, and gatherings, and cookouts. 
in order for us to bask in our balance, we're going to have to say no to a few of these things in this season so that we can keep our footing. It's funny to me because Jesus never tried to do everything while here on earth, even though he created everything. Let me say that again. The creator, the knower, and the ultimate doer of all things knew when to go and when to stop. Jesus was never so booked and busy that he didn't have time to spend with his father. Jesus was the original definition of going MIA. Jesus knew when to respond back to the Pharisees and when to say nothing at all and hit them with the parable to shut them up. What does that mean? Well, for some of us, we are going to have to be quiet in this season. Balance is going to be knowing how to keep your peace and how much of your energy to give away and how much to store. Jesus also knew when to leave and to tend to his assignment. Without ever rushing, yet still being able to heal the woman with blood and the 12-year-old child who was pronounced dead. What does that mean for us that are constantly on the go for culture? Well, that means we must walk. We must walk with a consistent stillness. We must not rush or hurry or skip or leap. I've come to the terms that balance doesn't really mean that you can do all things. That is the lie that comes from the world that we live in. Culture challenges us that we have 24 hours a day and that we can make the most of all 24 hours. For the longest time and still just recently, I was trying to figure out this work-life balance. Somehow I thought I could work for nine hours, relax for two hours, do a little service for an hour, and then maybe a little bit of me time for two hours and sleep for seven or eight. And... Really? I don't think it's practical. Now, I'm all in believing for agendas and schedules and time management, but somehow trying to balance, which would really this world has given us this definition of kind of splitting things in half, working for 40 hours, playing harder for 40 other hours. It just doesn't make sense. It would equate to something like this. If you heard me talking to you in your right ear. For the duration of this podcast, you would be missing sight of the other side. It's going to take more effort and concentration to focus on this part of your life at this time. All right, let's do it in reverse. If we were to switch over to this ear, your left ear, and you were to listen to me here, and you're trying to focus and understand, but you still can't hear out of the other ear. How difficult is that? You eventually become fatigued trying to do the switch on and switch off. I feel that this maybe is also how many of us have developed this code switching, which involves us adjusting our styles of speech, appearance, behavior, and expression in ways that optimize the comfort of others. You've code switched and instead of being your true self, you've become imbalanced. You're running in purpose one week and then out of purpose the next week. It's this off and on, off and on. And what ends up happening is you delay your destination. I mean, I guess it's similarly to a diet, right? Or similarly to you working and progressing towards your goals. Your goals come based off of being disciplined over time. 
It's not like, hey, if I do this one thing very well for one week, I'm going to advance. It's like the game of life. You go forward and your goal is to keep going forward. Even if you take small steps back, that's better than doing like 10 or 15 steps back. Basking in balance is going to take you being mature and disciplined. I've said this a couple of times this week to a few of my friends, and I believe a few more of you need to hear this. Your yes in this season needs to be as expensive, if not more, as a first-class seat to Dubai. If you've ever flown, you know that first-class is a coveted section. Prices today for first-class go for about $20,000 depending on the airline. But there are certain benefits to first-class. There's standards and opportunities that come in first-class exclusively. Benefits like free checked bags, free Wi-Fi, reclining seats that turn into beds, personalized and dedicated pods, access to first-class lounges, special hot meals, network opportunities with people that have the same mindset as you. When I talk about first-class, I don't mean the tangible. I mean your destiny. When you know where you're headed, you should be very cautious on the things that distract and delay you from your destination. Once you start getting the hang of saying no, your confidence and your boldness start rising up in the calling that is over your life. I shared this year as the first episode of the gleaning season on the other side of rest. When you're rested, your walk becomes easier. You become wise in decision-making, discernment, edification. You get more attuned with God. You start seeing new leaves come in. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'm going to highly encourage you to listen to it and re-listen to it if you've already listened to it, as I feel that it was in such, such a time in my life where I just so clearly heard from God, and I know that there's so many wonderful pieces of information that have blessed people by just listening to that. So if you haven't listened to it, certainly listen to it and to share it to some people that might be out of balance in the season. The only reason why that episode was, I would say, so impactful, because it was my month of rest. It was my month of realignment. In the month of August, I have uh, deemed that as my altar for rest. It's the place where I go back and I see a see a different part of God, of who he is. In the Bible, in Old Testament, you'll see so many times that they built altars to God and they would name him Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha. This is the God who sees me. This is the God who brought me from this land to the next land. They had certain names and it would be a memory. It would be a record to say, I, I see you, God. I remember you. Let me let me come back here, come back to this space and to give you honor and to give you praise. And just like them, I will be returning to that same destination in just a few weeks, a space where I've called my sabbatical. It's a combination of Sabbath and sabbatical. It's my month of intentional rest and dedication to the Lord, just as the Israelites were instructed to do. To come back and to go over God's decrees and commands, it's a space to say, hey, God, I need to be reminded of what you told me and if I'm still going in the right direction. 
It's also laying down our pride of our self-constructed idols. I think that so many of us lack this. It doesn't have to be a full month. It could be maybe a day or two. Again, go back and listen to the episode. I give a lot of wonderful seeds about what to do if you've never been in the presence of rest with God and what that feeling and what that emotion feels like. But we're missing that opportunity to go back to our altars, to go back to get realigned with the vision and the thing that God has already told you to do. That's our, our, our innateness as humans. We forget, we become confused, we get off track, uh, we lose focus of the things we should have written down, and we become perplexed and just understanding like, okay, God, like, I don't know if I'm going the right way. And it's like, the only way you're going to know if you're going the right way is to get back in the presence. It's when we keep going in our own vein, in our own mindset, and our own pathway that we just lose focus so much. So as we're in this season of basking in balance, basking in being realigned and remembering and saying this affirmation to yourself of knowing that my yes is going to be expensive this season, which essentially means that not everything you're going to do in this season is going to be a yes. It no one should that should never be the first thing that comes out of your mouth. I'm learning that in this season, even actually today, um, as I'm in conversations with people about new opportunities to say, ooh, let yes not be the first thing that comes out of my mouth. Not no matter if it's, you know, a really cool influencer, a really cool project, a really nice paycheck. None of those, yes, doesn't need to be the first thing. I need to treat every seat and there's usually like 10 to 15 or 20 spots in first class that they even allow you access to get there. So be mindful of maybe you're only saying yes 10 times this year. Like, can you imagine how many times you're going to say no to a lot of really great things? But you know what that means? You're going in the direction that you're supposed to. Um, you're very specific on your goals um, and the and aspirations, right? You're not saying yes to everything, which means you can't be tired out and out of balance because you're like, oh, I have an idea for this and I have an idea for that and I want to do this and I want to write a book. It's like, let's put all of our energy and our efforts into 10 really good things in this next season and do those 10 things really, really well for the next 10 years or something, right? That's how you get good at being bold in faith, but that's how you get good in doing your purpose. We know David, we know many of the disciples of just being consistent on doing the everyday work that it takes to show up. And I really want to stress the importance of that as we really get into this ideal of balance. So this week, um, I would love to share five ways on how you can get rebalanced in this season and a few questions to ask yourself. And in our next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about being in the balance. And I think that that'll be a really, really strong, powerful episode. Um, I'm just feeling so much led by the Holy Spirit to talk about that specific topic. I won't get into it this week because, oh, it's going to be it's going to be a little like if you've never heard it before, it's going to probably feel a little convicting and it's going to um, make you just your soul awaken.
And as I continue to just think about basking in balance, I'm really just thinking like for many of us, our soil needs to be regenerated. Some of our soil that we're sitting in is just so dry, dehydrated, thirsty, crumbly, and it's lost all nutrients. It's lost all type of just being able to produce. And even though some of us still have fruit that we're producing, it's not healthy fruit. It's small fruit. It's not an abundant fruit. It's fruit that can't provide for generations. And instead of it actually giving us life, it's killing ourselves and it's killing others. If you've ever seen a plant, if you've read in the Bible about the parable and the fig, just know that the fruit is based on the soil. If the soil is out of balance, right? Um, sometimes, and you guys know I'm a plant person. I'm a, I'm a plant mom, I guess. Um, and so I'm always talking about plants, but I think that it's such a great um, comparison of seeing how soil that's rich in nutrients, that's balanced, that has the right pH, even when you give your, your plant um, fertilizer, it's giving it the nutrients that it needs to be balanced, to be able to produce, to be able to like grow and to to establish roots, right? Without that, it becomes imbalanced. It becomes just a dormant plant. And your plant can look like it's fine on the top, but on the bottom, it could be just dead, essentially dead, right? So I want us to get to a point where whatever fertilizer you need in this season, whatever rebalance, whatever pH system or whatever you need to get the pH tabs to check if you're in balance or not in balance, I want you to be able to sit in that this week um, and just to kind of focus and meditate on it. So this week, I want to challenge you with a few things. I want you, one, to acknowledge where in your life has felt dark, like if there has been a sudden shift in the atmosphere and here in the desert, um, here in Arizona, um, during the season of the year, we have these things called monsoons. It's crazy, y'all. It's basically a dust storm. And it's funny how quickly it can go from being a bright sunny day. And in the course of maybe 10 minutes, there's like this shift in the atmosphere, clouds roll in, the sun is not able to be seen, there's a dust storm, and it's literally like a scene from Out of the Mummy. That is the best way I can put it, you guys. It is a monsoon. It's the haboob. We have these experiences where it turns from light to dark and you can't see and everything in the atmosphere has shifted from light to dark. And I'm asking you, where in your life has something shifted so drastically, so quickly, where you were on the path and then you look up and you're like, how did that happen? Why did that happen? You have to remember that your atmosphere, your environment is what harvests the longevity and the regeneration of your fruit. And if you want to be in balance, you're going to have to access that. You're going to have to be so, so, so aware of those things and to make practical adjustments and tangible movements. You're going to notice like, hey, this is out of alignment of what I'm supposed to be doing. This is why we go back to God. This is why we have our time of rest so God can point those out so we can stop doing it so that we can be back in alignment to his will. I don't know the things that I know because I know them. I know the things I know because God points them out to me like my daughter. You still over here saying you're still a yes, ma'am. You're still saying yes to everything. And that's not going to 
to get you any further than what I've called you to do. You're delaying your purpose. You're delaying the life that I have for you. You're delaying your blessings um, and the riches and the gold and everything that I have for you. And so I'm asking you today to just stop and to analyze, to think of the thing that it just feels so overwhelming. You feel like you're off track. I know people who do really well, who will be in meditation, who will be in alignment and in step with God and feeling new revelation. And then June season comes and everybody has a birthday. Everybody has a birthday um, or a baby shower. Everyone has a wedding and they feel that they have to go to those things. And when they go, they're tired, they're exhausted, and they get out of the purpose. They've delayed what they were supposed to be doing. The consistently, uh, the consistency changes. And that ministry that God has been asking you to do, now, now you're one month behind. And then it takes you one month to get back on track. And then August comes around. And then you're one month. So it's like this, you know, consistent cycle um, that we get caught into. The next thing is I want you to listen to on the other side of rest. I will link the um, the episode in the show notes, but I believe that there's some really great seeds um, there for you guys who are trying to regain your footing. Um, I'm not trying to self-promote, but I just felt like I, I even have to go back and listen to it because I was like, God, you were speaking directly through me. And I don't even remember what I said. So just like, okay, God, whatever way you want to use me as your mouthpiece, here I am. The third thing I'm going to ask you guys is to assess your cabin pressure. So I know we're going on this metaphorical ride of being in an airplane, but I think it's the best way to kind of think about your balance because the moment that you're in flight and there's a shift, things are just a wire. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to make this, God. Are we going to make it there? Like, I knew I shouldn't have got on the plane. And you're like, now, what did the person say, the flight attendant? Like, what were the the safety per, uh, per, you know precautions? Because I wasn't listening. Like, am I supposed to put my mask on before the next person? And I want you to assess your cabin pressure and figure out what does your air feel like? How are you breathing in this season? I like to ask my friends this question. How are you breathing? I don't ask, how are you doing? I don't ask, what are you busy with? How are you breathing? How is your mental space? How is your heart space? How is your peace, your patience? What do you actually feel? Are you feeling worried, anxious, fearful? Is it hot? Is it humid? Can you breathe? Is it comfortable? Is it uncomfortable? If you're always feeling overwhelmed, may I encourage you to press the flight attendant bell button and ask God for help. When we ask God for help, we may need to take some time to rest to get a better understanding and to clear our heads. So go ahead, push the flight attendant bell button. God, the Holy Spirit will be uh, swift in the day to just come and to to ask you your needs. And the funny thing about it, not the funny thing, God, the Holy Spirit already knows what you need. So all God, the Holy Spirit needs from you is just to push the button. And just like that, he's going to bring you what you need in this season. Fourth thing is to protect your yes. This week, before you agree to that lunch with a friend or a coworker, before you take on the next project at work, before you answer that call in the middle of your devotion time with God, 
think about if this will cause an imbalance and delay in the process of you getting on the flight to your destined destination. I want to say that again. I want us to protect our yes. Yes is such a crucial thing. I think a lot of people expect us to say yes. Um, I I even think at a certain point, if you, and either way, whether you're in business or not business, I feel like as a small child, or if you're trying to gain your footing in doing work and becoming an entrepreneur or learning your skill or your talent, you have to say yes to a bunch of things. Well, the problem with that is once you start off skillfully saying yes to everything, when you get older, when you get more seasoned, you still have to say yes to everything because you've programmed yourself to say yes. And then un, unlearning that that habit, unlearning that skill, it becomes even tougher because you're like, well, I have to. Everyone is expected to. And it's like, well, you trained everyone since you know, you've been in the game to always say yes. So I want you to protect saying yes and being okay with the rejection that's going to come with it because there's going to be rejection People are going to look at you sideways. People are going to criticize you. Um, People are going to probably be offended because you said yes in one season and it was an irresponsible thing to do. And now you're saying no in another season and they're going to think that you're you're filling yourself, that you are in a better space, that you think that you fancy, that you've moved on up, whatever the case may be. Be okay with your, your no in this season, knowing that it is guiding light. It's uh, keeping you in balance. It's keeping you in the light. No one wants to be in the dark. No one wants to be in a space where you're in balance, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling fearful, you're feeling weary because you were irresponsible in another season. And so I want to encourage you that it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. I'm still learning it. I still have to like pause before I respond to text messages and emails and um, saying, oh, let me think about it. Let me give me some time. Give me a week Um, and not be in any rush or hurry. And then just going to God and saying, God, is this does this deserve my yes, your yes? Is this where we're going? And so, um, yeah, what I encourage you with that. And then my fifth, my fifth practical takeaway is to lean into the silence. And silence is literally golden. It's been in the stillness and the quietness without the noise, the distractions internally and externally that I've been able to feel rested. It's a scary place for some of us, though, to be in this space. And the enemy really tries hard to keep us out of this place. When I was in my rest season, when I was in the month of August, I would sit down for two to three hours just reading the word and asking questions out loud like, Holy Spirit, hmm, why did you allow Paul to go through all of that, God? Why did you choose him to kind of have the life that he did against other people, right? Like it was it was kind of like you reap what you slow. So, right, Paul was a murderer of Christians and then he got like crucified by a lot of, I guess, people that believed in God too. It was a, it was a whole thing. I mean, like, God, you you were an interesting God. Like I don't know, Paul. I mean, Paul, you were you were brave and you were bold in the most courageous ways. But just sitting and being okay with that, being okay with being with yourself, being with God, hearing from God without just co-signing from everyone else. 
you will find an answer to a problem, not by moving on to the next, but by usually sitting in it until the answer finds you. And so much, we're so quick to go to the next thing that we're moving and we're shaking and we can't find the answer. So we move on or we say yes or we say no without just kind of sitting still, being quiet, listening for discernment, listening for any type of direction. And even can I encourage us, if you don't know an answer, like you're not sure, sure, why do you have to give an answer? Like, can we get there where we're like, I'm not going to give you a yes and I'm not going to give you a no and be okay with like it not coming in 24 hours. That's also something that I'm learning in this season of like, my answer always is not going to be a 24 hour turnaround time. And I'm okay with that. And being okay with if the person doesn't understand, then maybe that opportunity, that person, that relationship, that's not for you. So what have you learned or what did you glean from this basking in balance? Where can you be more balanced in your relationships, your friendships, your family, your job, your projects, your personal soul work, right? A lot of us are so focused on externally or other outward relationships, but we forget about our inner relationship because our inner relationships usually are what we project out on our outer relationships. So usually when we're not feeling confident about ourselves or we're not sure about our process or we're thinking that we have imposter syndrome, we're not able to do the externalness of the project or the opportunity without having to first say yes, right? We're like, yes, I want to do it. And it's like, you're only saying yes because internally you suffer from not being confident or that childhood trauma. And with that, you are actually delaying your purpose even further by not just sitting and dealing with that internally. And that might be where you're at. And like I always tell people, that's fine. Here we're exploring, we're having open conversations, we're being bold, we're being vulnerable, we're being um, courageous and exploring what we need, hearing and listening from the, the Holy Spirit, right? Gleaning season is still here. We're picking up what we need. We're putting down anything that we don't and knowing that in this next season, this next season coming up, that we're taking all the tools and resources to be better in our faith, better in our walk, better in our maturity and better in our discipline towards what God has called us to do. So I pray that this week, that you go back through this episode, you go through on the other side of rest, and you really think of where the imbalances are in your life. Why has it happened? Is it because of you? Is it because of others? Is it because of the internal relationship with yourself? Is it because you haven't assessed how you're breathing, how you're feeling? Maybe you're saying yes too many times. So let me pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you for being the God of balance. God, you balance everything. You balance the heavens and the earth, Lord. You balance the seas and the land, Lord. And we are so gracious, Lord, that it is with you that we can stay in balance. It is with you that when we rest, God, on 
the seventh day with you, Lord, and you marked it as holy, Lord, that you can give us the answers and the desires of our heart, Lord. Lord, let us put down our self-righteousness. Let us put down our self-idols to think that we can do all things, Lord. It is not by our might. It is not by our strength, Lord, but it is by yours. You can do all things, not us. Lord, I ask for the person that's grappling and dealing with imbalances, Lord, that self-confidence, Lord, that wanting to say yes, Lord, that having to be everywhere and every with every person, God, I just ask right now that we surrender that, that idleness of being busy, that idleness of keep going and hustling and being so constant in our constant in our culture, Lord, that we forget to just be at peace. Peace with the peacemaker, peace with the creator, peace with the person that can create all things. Lord, our advancements, our relationships, our destinies all come from you, Lord, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray for hearts to turn. I pray for awareness. I pray for minds to open and hearts to to soften in this episode, God. Lord, I pray that we continue to be obedient in the will and the calling that you have over our lives and that we continue to just be in balance with you. In your son's precious name, Jesus, we pray all this. Amen. On behalf of this flight crew and BBF Airlines, welcome to the City of Faith. Please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened, seat back and tray table in their full upright and locked position. And all carry-on items completely under the seat in front of you. When the captain turns off the fastened seatbelt sign, please be careful when opening the overhead bins. Items may have shifted during flight and could fall out. If you were connecting here to another BBF flight, please check the TV monitors on the terminal for your flight and gate number. We certainly have enjoyed sharing a part of our day with you. We know you have a choice when you fly, and we thank you for choosing BBF Airlines. 